0: afternoon at this point. (laughs) This has been amazing so far. Um, And there's a lot that can be said um, and there's a lot that has been said and there's a lot more that should be said um, because of the impact you two have had on so many people Um, and the lessons that have been taught Uh, to many of us, and that's uh, what I'd like to talk about today, actually, is uh, I know Pastor Edward wanted no other way than for us to dive into God's Word a little bit today, Uh, so if you do have your Bibles or your Bible app, you can follow along with me for the next few minutes here, Um, but I have learned so many lessons uh, from these two over the last 13 years. I would not be here, standing here right now, had God not uh, used them uh, through my life, Um, and if I went through all the lessons, we would be here for a while. Um, but uh, I've had the privilege of being on his staff since 2008, and aside from my parents, quite frankly, um, I don't know how many people have poured into me personally um, more more than, than they have. Um, and that in itself is a lesson in investing in the next generation, and and that is a whole other lesson that I could get into and that uh, he's taught me, which I fully believe in, um, but the lessons in leadership, wisdom, grace, all point back to Jesus. They all do. And so this morning, I want to give you my top four, if you will. I'm going to give you my top four lessons uh, from Pastor Ed and Kathy that point to Jesus. If you remember, Pastor Ed's last series that he was able to preach here uh, was called Lessons. Lessons. And so this just felt appropriate uh, to end it this way. And I want to start with Titus 1-2. Titus 1-2, it says this, This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised them before the world began. Uh, I know this is Pastor Ed's life verse. This is uh, the verse that he used to help guide him as he followed uh, God's calling on his life. It's the very first verse I put on our business cards uh, when, uh, when Pastor Ed had me do uh, and design and lay out the business cards, it was the first thing he said. He's, you know, he's like, I know you're gonna make it look good and all of that. He said, but this verse needs to be on the card. Um, that was one of the first things that he said. And um, What I want you to notice about this verse, though, is that while it is in what is considered to be a pastoral book um, in the New Testament, this verse is really not necessarily specific in that way. It's just a simple promise about God. And it's a simple promise about God that has just really guided their ministry, and in many ways has guided our church these last 13 years. Um, so back in 2010, I remember uh, this uh, weekend that uh, Pastor Ed and, and the trustees uh, sent my wife and I to Chicago on a uh, kind of a weekend for uh, youth pastors, and it was a youth pastor conference, and there was... Two to 3,000 youth pastors there, and it was an amazing weekend, and I learned some great lessons from that weekend as well, and again, there is in the investing in the next generation piece right there, but um, there was a major lesson that I took from that weekend that I still um, have, I guess, that I, that I listen to and adhere to to this day, and I realized in that weekend when I learned that lesson that it was really a lesson you had been teaching me all along, uh, the both of you, and that you have reinforced uh in many ways, which is the first point in the lesson, uh, in the lessons that I've learned, which is this, family comes first. That's your first fill in here is that family comes first. Leadership requires a lot from a person, requires a lot from someone. And there are a lot of sacrifices that have to be made, many sacrifices, but some things should never be sacrificed ever. And this is one of them. This is one of them that this man has beat into my head (laughs) in the most loving way. Um, And and this was really the lesson that I was was taught there, and, and it was this, the priorities of God. And here's what I mean by that. So this is the correct priority order. So my relationship with God impacts and makes my relationship with my wife better. My relationship with my wife then impacts and makes my relationship with my kids better. My relationship with my kids then, the kind of dad that I am, then makes me a better pastor or minister or whatever that ministry is. And that is the right order. And a lot of times what happens is people get those backwards or they get them mixed up or in the wrong order. And when you get them in the wrong order, that's when things sort of fall off the rails. And he and Kathy have made this, their order of priority, and the kingdom is better for it. I've seen it personally in private conversations, private meetings. In um, this next verse, which, which may seem a little interesting for me to read it, but I'm gonna tell you why here in a second, verse, uh, 1 Timothy 5.8 says this, anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I have heard him quote this verse many times, Um, and he's had to remind me of this many times because he modeled it. um, and at times forced me to model it. He, he kind of referred to me, he said, he said, Jay, you're a horse that I got to pull the reins on sometimes. He said, but I would rather have, have you be that kind of horse than one I have to kick. Um, which of course I was kicked a few times as well. That's, and it was well-deserved, believe me, Uh, well-deserved. But family comes first, and family has come first for them, and family should come first for us. And so with these lessons that I've learned um, from Ed and Kathy about Jesus, I hope that these are lessons that you have learned as well, because they have really taught us these lessons um, as a congregation, as, as they've gone through their life. But I remember a time when my, uh, my kids, uh, one of my kids were 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 sick and in in the hospital. And of course, that happened at about 4.30 on a Wednesday night. Now, being in youth ministry, that is like the night, right? Wednesday night is, is the night. We had a fundraiser going on that night. We had gladiator games. I had to preach. I was also still singing in the worship band at the time. My fingers were in a lot of things going on that night. And right then at 4.30, my wife calls me, hey, we've got... Um, I've got to, I believe it was Allie, actually. I've got to take her to the hospital. Um, Some things were going on there. And I'm like, great, what am I going to do? And Ed happened to be standing right there. And I remember him walking me to my office and saying, get your keys, get your phone, and you need to go. And I'm like, Ed, I've got all these things to do. I'll I'll, I'll try to figure it out. He's like, I'm going to preach for you. Just go. This was like an hour before he had to preach. I have no idea what you spoke on that night, but I appreciate it. Um, And... (laughs) And and it's just those kinds of things. And not that I didn't want to take care of my family, but sometimes, you know, the responsibilities and all of those things. And you stand there and wait. He didn't even let me process it. He's like, you just need to go. Family comes first, go. He's like, trust your leaders, go. And so I went. But here's the deal. That's God's order of priority. That's God's order of priority. And the culture of a healthy church is full of people whose priorities are lined up like this. And to have a leader whose culture, whose priorities are lined up like this has a trickle-down effect. And it has a trickle-down effect on all of us. And so that's the first lesson from them is family comes first. Lesson number two, leaders are learners. Leaders are learners. Uh, Another thing I've heard him say a thousand times, and I'm thankful for it. And while it may seem a little, uh, I I think we've all probably heard that phrase many times, leaders are learners. I'm not just saying it because of the commitment to academics, uh, which is from them. (laughs) Um, Part of the requirement to hire me um, was that I go back to school and uh, eventually into seminary, which I did, and thankful for that, obviously. But more specifically, I'm talking about life circumstances that are thrown at you. From the bridge service to where we are today as Connect Church, only possible because of this godly principle. That Ed and Kathy modeled. Not everything went right all the time, <laughs> not even close, um, but I never, saw, I never saw him stuck in a place where he didn't come back to something along the lines of what can we learn from this. We've, we've had those conversations many times where we're sitting there and I'm, you know, Head in my hands, and he's like, Jay, take a step back, breathe. What, what can we learn from this? What's God trying to, to teach us from this? It's because leaders are learners. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This might seem like a, a strange verse for this lesson, uh, but from my perspective, it's perfect because. Um, As was already mentioned by, by Gary, you know, very few people are able to think and see three to four steps ahead and get it right most of the time. But I believe that the reason that we do or we don't is really in this verse. Because this verse talks about renewing our minds and bringing our thoughts and our actions in line with God. And when we do that, the closer our heart gets to God, right, the closer our desires line up with his. And that's exactly what they've done. That's exactly what they've done. I, I want I to want be wisdom in the discernment to see God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. And to be able to do that, we need to renew our mind with the word of God daily, and he'll give us the wisdom to do that if we ask, as it says in Matthew 7. Leaders are learners. And this is an incredible lesson that I've learned from the both of them. No one is ever in a place where they have it all figured out. And I've never heard either of them speak from a perspective of that, of like, no, 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 no. We, th- this, we've got this all figured out. Hebrews thirteen seven. remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. You know, even throughout this whole process of Connect Church and, and up through this moment, um, they have been learning and asking and researching and they've had the kind of faith that I want to that I want to imitate without question and that brings me to the third one and it's this this is a rather long one but it says this I would rather be guilty of giving too much grace than not enough again something I've heard him say many times and he probably said it to me many times because I needed to hear it many many times Because without a doubt, this is the lesson that I've seen modeled more than any other from them. And it's one that I still need to work on, quite frankly. And and I probably will for the rest of my life, but that's more than likely you as well, if you really think about it. Because too often, we don't give enough grace. We don't give enough grace to the people around us and we jump to conclusions and we react instead of taking a step back and taking a breath you know, it's, it's funny when, when Sean was on staff, we, we used to say, "Ed's a surgeon, not a lumberjack." And, and, and that very much has to do with, with this phrase, because while many times Sean and I were a little more of the <laughs> coming at it from the lumberjack perspective, also because we weren't sitting in the chair. we weren't in sitting in the office. Um, but Ed was much more of a surgeon. And 99 times out of 100 He was right for for going at it that way. Um, Death by a thousand cuts, if you will. But here's the deal. Real hope for real people in a real world requires grace. Loving God, loving people, and changing the world requires grace. Connecting people to Christ, community, and purpose requires grace. Grace. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For it's by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. See, the reason we have confidence in our our eternal security is because of God's grace, and there's nothing that we can do to earn it or deserve it. And we forget the grace that has been shown to us and given freely to us because we're really quick to want it from others. But it's really difficult sometimes for us to give it away. But he said this to me many times. Jay, I would rather stand before God being guilty of giving too much grace than to have the Lord look at me and ask me why I didn't give enough. That's a sobering thought. That's a sobering thought that should really make each of us think and and take a hard look. And so I go back to Titus 1-2, but I want to add verse 3. It says, this truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised them before the world began. And verse 3 says, at now, and now at just the right time, he has revealed this message, which we announce to everyone. It is by the command of God, our Savior, that I've been entrusted with this work for him. Pastor Ed, Kathy, you have been entrusted with the work of the Lord in our church body, in the kingdom of God is forever grateful. And so, what is the biggest lesson that I've learned, that we have learned from Ed and Kathy? Well, it's my connection point, and that's that it's all about Jesus. If there is one lesson that I could pick, one thing, it would be this. Because every lesson that I have learned from them and that you have learned from them really go back to this is that it's all about Jesus. It's never been about them. It's always been about Jesus and that will never change. Regardless of what the decision was, whether it was simple or whether it was huge, uh, it's always been about Jesus. And it always will continue to be about Jesus for them. It's the biggest lesson that I hope to carry through the rest of my days and quite frankly, as long as I have anything to say about it, uh, this church will always keep that laser focus so I want to end with this verse in 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. It says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And May we all follow your example. Thank you, guys. I'd like you guys to come up, if you could, for a minute, just to come up on stage. We want to pray with you. Um, we want to pray for you. I'd like to ask Pastor Randy as well to come up as, um, as well as... Uh, rest of the pastoral staff and the the deacons and and the SLT, if they could come forward as well, um, per your instructions, um, as we, uh, as we take these moments here to pray as a church for them. Yeah. Yeah. Come on forward. You guys come. Yeah. You can come up here. Uh, I believe it's SLT up here. Deacons down front. Staff, I love you guys. So, if we could, I think it would be great, actually, if we could all stand as we pray together in unity. As was said earlier, the, the unity of the church has been one of the most important things to them, and it's one of the most important godly principles that we need to continue with as we move forward. And so let's pray, I'm going to pray, and then uh, Pastor Randy's going to pray as well. Let's pray, Father, God, we love you, and we thank you so much for bringing Ed and Kathy into our lives. God, we thank you for their amazing leadership. Lord for their amazing friendship, God for their godly example. Lord for the legacy that, that they have built and will and will leave god i thank you so much for the lessons that we've learned from them and lord i just pray that you would bless them as they move forward in their lives in jesus name
1: and father as pastor ed and kathy enter this new season of their lives in ministry we want to pray your blessing over them in a new way we know that you've promised to always be with us to never leave us or forsake us and and i'm so grateful that as we pray today for our friends I just know that they'll always know your presence with them and provision for their lives moving forward. We also know from your word that you've ordained all of our days, even this one and the days moving forward, Fred and Kathy. So as they wake each day, may they know the knowledge of the new day that you have made for them, and may they realize and rejoice in you and each other as that day comes. I'm sure, Lord, that as You continue to have wonderful plans for the hollands we're going to pray that you will bless them in every new ministry that you call them to providing the wisdom and strength that they will need to continue your mission to make disciples until you come again or until you take them home give them lots of joyful times with their kids and grandkids favor them with their new neighbors and and as much uh, give them much love refreshment encouragement from your heart to theirs in these coming days And we want to pray the blessing that Moses prayed over Aaron. Ed and Kathy, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. We pray these things in Jesus' name and all of Connect Church says, Amen.